Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? This episode is an audio replay of one of our live sessions on the My English Matters Facebook page. Because it was live and on video, you may hear us make reference to slides, notes, or viewer comments. Hello there, hi, assalamualaikum. We're back for our Facebook live session. It's Tuesday, it's 11 a.m. So I just want to let you know that we were planning to do the session at 10. Uh, and then this morning I thought, you know, why don't we do it at 11 instead? Because I like my slow mornings. So every morning what I do is I do a bit of exercise. I like to journal, I like to spend time with my cats, give my cat his her breakfast. I just got a new cat actually last week. And then I thought, okay, if I do it at 10, I'm always rushing to do this Facebook Live because I have to prepare the slides and I have to rehearse. So I thought I'm going to do it at 11. So moving forward from today our facebook live sessions are going to be at 11 a.m every tuesday inshallah so if you are watching me say hello to me so i can see you i love getting the energy from you guys in the comments siti no akma wa alaikum salam hello aisha good morning fazliana thank you for saying hello to me class tuition katlong wa alaikum salam okay so great to see you so today i am going to be talking about how to become a better writer Okay, let me put the slides up for you so you can see it. I'm going to share with you how to become a better writer because lately we have been getting a lot of emails from our followers, our subscribers, and just corporate companies have been asking us, do you have a training on business writing? So last week, uh, Madam Azima, Aisha, and Aida from Custer Support customer support as well as uh, myself, we had our quarter three meeting. So we, we discussed this about how many people have been asking us about creating a training for business writing. And we thought, why not we create a training for writing, particularly just writing like with the lessons and modules, or maybe it's just like a workshop. So our plan for this quarter, which is July, August, September, is to create a course about writing. So as I was doing research about writing, I thought, okay, today I have a Facebook live session. So why not we talk about how to become a better writer in today's session. So I'm going to share with you seven tips on how to become a better writer. Uh, let me see. I can see a lot of you saying hello to me. Hello, Emalina, Marina, Azrina, Najiha, Siti Zulaika. Hello. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Muhammad Aizat. Siti Haja Muhammad. Bip Lop. Nia Zaitun. Okay, thanks for saying hello to me. Right, let me let me start now with tip number one on how to become a better writer. 
Number one, read a lot. Yes, I know this is such a boring tip and we've mentioned this tip so many times about reading a lot, but there's no way around it. There's no shortcut. You have to read a lot. Reading helps you to learn new words. It helps you to learn sentence structure. It also helps you to improve your grammar. And the more that you read, the better writer you can become. And when it comes to writing, it depends on how what you actually write. Do you write a lot of um, do you write a lot of reports? Do you write a lot of email? Do you write a lot of academic stuff? So, if you want to become a better writer, in say in writing blog posts or writing social media content, then you can follow social media profiles that share a lot of good uh, posts in English. Right, so that's considered reading as well because you are reading and learning at the same time. If you write a lot of factual stuff, like reports or academic writing, then it's great to read articles, journals, uh, read newspaper articles. If you write a lot of creative writing, you write stories. You write to like you like to write essays. You can read a lot of fiction. So it depends on uh, the medium of your writing, and read based on that can you hear my son he's screaming downstairs i told him already not to be so noisy so i have three boys i told him already not to be so noisy because i have a facebook live and i can hear him screaming i hope you can't hear him screaming but what to do this is live right okay so number one my tip is read a lot um read based on what you usually write so if you write a lot of creative writing um, read a lot of fiction if you write a lot on social media blog posts and stuff like that then read a lot of blog posts or magazine articles if you write a lot of factual things then you could read newspapers articles journals okay that's tip number one read a lot number two get into the habit of writing consistently you have to be writing consistently so reading helps you to learn so you are consuming knowledge but when it comes to writing, you have to be implementing as well. So you have to be writing a lot. The more that you write, the better you can, uh, the better writer you will be. You will be honing your skills. You will be learning your own style of writing. The, the only way that you will know your style of writing is by writing a lot. And what does consistent mean to you? Maybe you don't, right now, you're not writing at all. So how can you start? making writing a habit so you have maybe you can say okay from now on this is for people who really want to improve their writing if you don't want to improve your writing then it's okay but you tell yourself from now on i am going to write once a month so i am going to write on the first of every month i'm going to write my goals or i'm going to write my action plan for that month so at least you have something in your calendar you have the date for it for you to actually sit down and to write, okay? So maybe you are already doing that. Maybe you are writing once a month already. You could do it once a week. Or if you are already writing once a week, you could do it every day. So for my habit or my um, routine is I write every day. I write the social media posts every day because it's part of my job, right? So I've made it part of my job. I write every day as well in my own journal. Um, I write every week, 
uh, once a week I write emails or I write blog posts. I send the, the, the email version of the blog post to our students. And I write also every month. I create my goals every month. So that is my routine, which may seem like a lot for most of you. So I am consistent with my own routine. So find the routine, find, find the habit that works best with your lifestyle. And the reason that I write every day is because it's part of my job. My English Matters, I am the content creator of My English Matters. So it becomes part of my job. Okay. And also, I just want to share with you a few years back when we first started My English Matters in 2016, uh, I would send emails to our subscribers like randomly, like once a week. Sometimes it was once every two weeks or once a month. Sometimes we would go one month without writing anything to our email subscribers. By the way, if you are not an email subscriber yet, make sure you go to myenglishmatters.com, become a subscriber because we send an email every single week. But anyway, we were, we were not consistent with how we wrote and how often we wrote to our followers, our email subscribers. And then one day I thought, I told myself, okay, I am going to start writing an email every single week. And I, at the beginning, I thought, this is too much for me. I can't write once a week. It's too much because I wasn't used to it. But once I made that promise to myself, I also told our subscribers, we're going to be writing every single week. It forced me to sit down in front of the computer every Thursday and to write something. And there were days where, there are still days where I don't have any idea what to write, but it's because I've created that, that promise to our students, promise to our subscribers that I'll write something. It forces me to be creative. It forces me to get something out. So get into the habit of writing consistently. If you can make it part of your job, if it's not part of your job, just make it part of your personal, personal growth plan or something like that. Okay, I hope that's helpful. So that's tip number two. Number three, use a framework. So when you are writing, it surprises me how so many people, when they write, they don't have a framework. And when I was doing the slides for this, when I was doing the research for this uh, Facebook Live session, um, I know that I always use a framework when I write and I take that for granted. But when I, sometimes we read um, people's posts or people's emails and they, they don't use a framework and they just write anything. They don't have an introduction. They don't have a conclusion. They don't have a structured body content. So if you are not using a framework, start using a framework now. It could be for your email. It could be for your blog posts. Just use a framework. So the most, the simplest framework that you can use is just having an introduction, having your content. So it, your content could be two points, three points, just one point, and then end it with a conclusion. That's the simplest framework that I know, which you could use straight away when you write so that you don't go into your writing with a blank piece of paper. So when you look at a blank screen, you don't know, you get, you can get a writer's block. So having that framework really helps. Um, I use a framework. It's that it just comes naturally to me. I don't really, I don't really structure it. I don't really, really like create a framework in a piece of paper because I do that. I type it out, but I've been using a framework naturally. It just comes naturally to me. And if you were a student and you have to do exams, having a framework really helps. So when I was a student back in the old days, 
when we had to write essays, I would have my blank piece of paper, I would create mind maps. So it's a blank piece of paper and what was the topic, what's the question, I would write it in the middle of the piece of paper, put a circle around it, and I would draw one branch for, is for the introduction, another branch for the main, the body or the content, and I would put like three points there. So I would have three points. And then the last branch is the conclusion. So that it, it all has this framework. It looks structured that way. I think it's important to have that, to have some sort of uh, process for you to mind map or to brainstorm how to write, especially if you're writing with a pen and paper because you can't edit or delete it. So it's great for, if you are a student, that's an extra tip for you guys. And when it comes to the content, you mean the, the content, the body of your writing, your three points, the point itself can have a framework as well. So the point can be, we can use the prep framework, the prep framework that we always talk about in our Facebook live sessions, your point, your reason, your example or elaboration, and then back to your point. So you would have one overall framework, introduction, body, and then conclusion, and then you would have frameworks within your body as well, which would be the point, reason, elaboration, and point again. So that's a framework. I hope that helps. Okay, next question. If you have a question, sorry, not, not next question, next tip. If you have a question, you can post them in the comments and Madam Azima and Aisha will help to answer them. I will go through your questions uh, after I go through the points. If, but if they are related to what I'm sharing right now, then I'll, I'll also, I'll try to answer them as well. Okay, number four, as you write, think of your reader. So this is another thing that I notice many people, um, they make this mistake of when they are writing, they're just, they're just expressing themselves. And that's good to, it's good to express yourself if you are like writing in a diary or in your own journal. But when you're writing for somebody to read it, you have an audience. It's the best thing you can do is to think of them. So you are expressing yourself, but in a way that they can understand or in a way that they can take action. So what is, what is the intention of your writing? Is it just to pass on knowledge? Is it you want them to do something? Or do you want them to understand something? Right, so think of your reader. Another thing is that when you're thinking of your reader, you're thinking about the audience, right? So maybe you are an expert in this field and you are talking to your peers and you use big words or you use jargon that your reader would understand it, which is fine. But if you are writing to somebody who is not within your expertise, it, maybe you're talking to a layman, right? Or a normal person who, is, who doesn't know anything about your profession, then you've got to change the language. Don't use jargon, don't use such big words. Use language that is more simple so that most people can understand it. Okay, so that's important about thinking of your reader. And another thing is, um, another tip that I do, because I write a lot of emails to our subscribers. So we have like 30,000 people on our email list. And if you are a copywriter, this tip will help you. I hope it does. Um, if you are a copywriter and you have to write an email to thousands of people, when you are writing, try to imagine that you're just writing to one person. So... My personal tip is when I write hi, I, I write a person's name there. 
So, all right. Hi, Nadia. Nadia is one of our students. Nadia, if you're watching, hello. Uh, Nadia is one of my, our, our students. And I pretend that I'm writing to her, right? So when I pretend that I'm writing to her, my email sounds more relatable. It sounds more personable and friendly and cordial. And that's the intention that I want of that email. So that helps to pretend that you're writing to someone. That's if you're writing to a lot of people. It's easier if you know who you're writing to, right? So if you're writing email, you would probably know who you're writing to. So imagine that you are actually talking to that person. So that helps. So that you're not so into your head. You can, you can pretend that you are talking to them. Number five, edit your work. Edit your work objectively. So what I mean by objectively is if you have time, right? If you if if you if an email or whatever document that you're writing uh, doesn't need to be submitted urgently, write your first draft, and then step back maybe ten minutes, half an hour, come back and edit it, and edit it objectively. Try not to have such a personal attachment to it. Um, edit your work objectively. Read it as if you were the reader. So maybe you need to take a lot of words out. Maybe you need to remove some redundant sentences, a lot of filler words that need to be removed so that it's so that you remove all the fat. They say remove the fat, keep it thin <laughs> so that your work it gets to the point faster. Right. We don't want people to be confused with your point. So it's important for you to edit your work uh, at My English Matters. When I write an email, I send it over to Aisha or Madam Azima, I tell them to edit it. They send it back to me after they've edited it. And then I will edit it again myself. So it's like it goes through two times of editing. So at least go, at least edit it once. If you don't have anybody else that can edit or proofread for you, proofread it yourself, edit it yourself. Um, and then I know, and then now I'm also editing our old blog posts at myenglishmatters.com. And then I, I still make changes there. So it's like you never stop editing your work. There's always something that you can be improved because you get better and better the more that you write. Okay. Um, about words like redundant words, um, many of our students, they like to reuse the word currently. It's not wrong. Like, for example, currently I'm working at XXX company. It's not wrong to use currently, but sometimes you can just remove the word currently. You can say, I'm working at blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah, that's just an example of what second language, like, second language learners like to use the word currently a lot. Number six, read your work out loud. This is a great tip. Uh, this is not something that I do, but it can be helpful for you to read your work out loud. So when, you are, when you've edited your work, you can read it. And then if you find yourself reading a sentence and it sounds too long, you can just cut it short. Right? I've, I've read somewhere that if you can't read your sentences in one breath, it's probably too long. I can't remember who said that. That's not my tip, but I read that somewhere. I don't do that, but this can be helpful for you. Uh, read your work out loud. So for example, if you use a lot of and, you can just cut it short, put a full stop, and then continue your sentence. Or if you use a lot of but, you can also cut the sentence there, put a full stop, and use something like however. 
right? So you're just cutting it short so that it's more, it's tighter, it sounds better. And then my last tip is number seven, join a class to improve your writing skills, right? So if you think that, you know, there's no other way for me, I don't have the time to learn by myself, join a class. You could take a night class, you could join an online course where you can study in your own time. Um, I myself, I went through a copywriting course as well a few years ago. Uh, I'm also reading a lot about writing as well. Um, and I'm going to take an, another course, online course, about business writing as well. So I'm always learning as well. Even as I share my own tips, I'm learning to improve my writing skills as well. And figure out what it is that you want to improve on. Is it your grammar? Do you want to improve your style of writing? You want to improve uh, how you sound when you write? So think if you want to improve your grammar, then maybe you can join a grammar class, right? Or maybe you want to improve uh, your sentence structure, then you can join a writing class. So it depends on what you want to learn. Okay, so those are my seven tips on how to become a better writer. Let's conclude. I will summarize the points here. Number one, read a lot. Number two, get into the habit of writing consistently. Number three, use a framework. Number four, as you write, think of your reader. Number five, sorry, that was number four, yeah. Number five, edit your work objectively. Number six, read your work out loud. And number seven, join a class to improve your writing skills. Okay, so those are my seven tips. I hope it was helpful for you. Let's see if I have any questions. Um, Zamani says, if the reader has short breath, then write accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I don't think I have any more questions here. Um, Suzanne says, can you share this video later? Inshallah, this video will be in our Facebook page. It'll also be in our blog later this week. Emma Annalina says, Madam, can you suggest any possible way on how to check on the grammar while we are writing? There is this app called Grammarly.com. I've heard uh, some of our students use Grammarly.com. It helps them to uh, edit their grammar when they write. Okay, um, let me see. Faraliza says, Madam, I am teaching my online writing and reading skills classes to Form 1 until Form 5. And I still want to improve my speaking and writing skills too by joining you. How cool is that? Yeah, that's so cool. Thanks for sharing, Faraliza. I hope you've joined in your world classes. So we do teach um, aspects of writing in Members Monthly. So Members Monthly is our online membership program. So we mostly we teach grammar and how to apply it in writing and speaking, but we don't yet have a, just a course specific for business writing. So that's what we're planning to do, inshallah. Pray for us that we will get that course out. Okay, thank you, Rosalina, for joining me. So let me just show you my last slide. So if you are not yet on our email list, go to myenglishmatters.com, sign up with your name and email address, and we send you... Uh, we'll send you seven tips to help you speak with confidence. And then after that, we send you an email every Thursday with tips and lessons or blog posts and as well as updates about our 
online courses and registration for our membership program. So that's all for me for today. Thank you for joining me. It was fun. I hope this has been helpful. If it was helpful for you, please do share this post. And I'd like to say thank you so much. And Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.